One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Have you always felt a little odd, a little different? The world is crying out for witches to heal and to rebuild. But do you hear its call and will you answer? This is a space for free thinking, where I give you tools to explore and build your craft. We all have a divine spark. Join me each week and grow that spark into a fiery beacon. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft, and I'll be bringing you a one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spirituality. This is The Major's Well. Hey, Majors. Welcome back to the show. This week, I was curious as to why crossroads are seen as magical places, and I wanted to look at the backstory And while I did, I stumbled on something called a corpse road. Sounds intriguing. Stay tuned for that. But before we dive in, though, what's happening in the coming week? Well, we have the Taurid's meteor shower on the 4th, the Friday. And meteor showers typically symbolize growth and epiphanies. And that there's hope in dark times. If that sounds like medicine to you at the minute, get out and watch the skies. The following day is Guy Fawkes Night. Tuesday the 8th, we have a full moon and a total lunar eclipse. I wouldn't do any big magical workings around eclipses. The energy is just too volatile and unpredictable. We also have the US general election on that day. So to my American listeners, vote, vote, vote. And that's the key date to take note of. With that, let's move on to the show. Oh, and just a slight trigger warning, there is a brief mention of suicide. Crossroads, the intersection where multiple roads converge, has since time immemorial been seen as a locus of magical potency. Its importance is universal, Symbolically, it's the centre of the world. Crossroads are the places of decisions and destiny, demanding a commitment to a singular, individual path. A place where we come face to face with the unknown 
and therefore what we fear. They can be the places of hope, however, providing the option of a smoother path within mythology and folklore after the choice is made. There will be no going back, emphasised through the many tales where after the hero passes through the crossroads, the intersection simply disappears. Thinking of our ancient ancestors who lived in an enchanted, unknown, dangerous world, a world of deep forests and jungles, misty marshes and oceans and mountain ranges that swallowed travellers alive, you may be tempted to assume that a crossroad would be a welcome sight, a man-made landmark signalling that surely civilization was close. But this wasn't necessarily the case. The dwelling place of lost souls, ambivalent gods, and the classic stomping ground of the devil, eventually every type of spirit will pass a crossroads, making it a spiritually volatile and dangerous place to be, especially when travelling alone at night. The creatures dwelling here are beyond the laws of this realm. There was also a very physical threat to these places, as it was a favourable spot for outlaws to ambush people. It's at the crossroads where we meet the enemy, either within or without. Throughout the UK, big black dogs materialise at crossroads, and their presence brings doom upon those who are unfortunate enough to encounter them. Elsewhere throughout Europe, the branching roads were the places where witches and vampires met, and the transformation of people into werewolves took place. The darker Densians of the other world collected around crossroads. Often, however, standing in the middle of them could grant you protection from these entities that they spawned. Throughout medieval Europe, the crossroads were also where witches supposedly held their sabbats, and Satan himself attended. Crossroads feature heavily in the practice of hoodoo, and dirt from these places has got a special place within magical workings. In Denmark, for example, Three fistfuls of soil collected with a knife point and placed in a bag and hung around the neck avert the powers of an evil eye. Generally, when collecting the dirt, get some from each corner of the crossroad and on each corner leave a penny or a coin as payment for the dirt. The Aztecs believed the spirits of those who had died in childbirth appeared at the crossroads at dusk. Hecate is heavily associated with crossroads and particularly where three roads intersect, relating to her three different faces looking down each road, symbolic of her dominion over sea, sky and earth, and the three main phases of the moon. Hermes, on the other hand, governs four roads that meet, as does the Yoruba Oli Rimeri. In ancient Greece, pillars known as Herms were built on crossroads, and acted as a roadside shrine to honour Hermes, Hecate, on the other hand, was connected to these places through rituals. Around the dark moon, food was left to her at the roads in what was called a depnon. Generally speaking, three-way crossroads are associated with female spirits, whereas four-way crossroads are usually male. In many traditions, crossroad deities are prayed to and given offerings before anyone else, mainly because no choice or direction taken happens without them. 
Christian authorities also urged people to avoid crossroads at night. Anyone caught there ran the risk of being labelled as a witch. There's an account of clerics banning the practice of mothers drawing their sick children into the dirt of crossroads in an attempt to heal them, showing one of the many ways crossroads can be utilised. Traditionally, travellers would offer sacrifices at these places. Similarly, healers would leave offerings here as well. In relation to healing, it usually had to be a three-way crossroad, and they were also good places to leave curses, especially if you knew your target would be using that intersection. It would stick to them. It was at the crossroads where curses would become their most powerful. There's also the universal belief that where two lines intersect, there's a powerful magical charge. And energetically, when you think of how many people have travelled over them through the years, that's a lot of energy lingering, especially if you take into account modern traffic jams where anger and frustration build up. London, New York, Mumbai. These cities embody the energy of crossroads, geographically speaking, but also as a melting pot of ideas and journeys. And we can't talk about the crossroads without mentioning Robert Johnson, the famous blues singer who supposedly sold his soul to the devil to become a successful musician. It's debatable if it actually was Robert, and it was more likely Papa Legba who he sold his soul to. Legba is a crossroads deity, but regardless, it's entered popular culture. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Crossroads are the dumping ground of energies and powers deemed harmful unclean or spent. The crossroads neutralize this energy or transform it into something positive, on the caveat that once you leave the crossroads, you must never look back. A lot of communities throughout Africa hold this belief of the roads acting as this ambivalent storage, which brings me nicely onto my next point. Those deemed unfit for church ground burials were often buried here, This was a common practice throughout the British Isles, and burial at a crossroad also condemned a spirit to wander the roads for eternity, never finding peace and never finding rest. Often, stakes would be put through their bodies to stop them rising up and seeking revenge. And in 1851, locals in Boston, Lincolnshire, believed the old hawthorn tree at their nearby crossroads had actually grown from such a stake. Now, those deemed unfit for church burial included suicides, 
as the very act of taking one's life was a capital sin. Therefore, their remains were somewhat of a tricky subject, what Jury Diner calls a biohazard sacrohazard. The crossroads as this ambivalent storage house was the perfect place for them. As an opening to the underworld, the bodies of executed criminals were thrown here, as well as witches. The crossroads became a place where people were also commonly hanged, one of the most famous gallow sites and crossroads in English history is the Tyburn Tree, the area now marked by a roundabout allowing traffic to pass through Edgware Road, Oxford Street and Bayswater Road in London. Now, crossroad burials, they come to an end in 1823 in the UK, supposedly because the king at the time, George IV, had been delayed by a crowd gathering for a burial at the crossroads of Hobart Place and Grosvenor's Place, and he put an end to them. And speaking of death and burials, it also brings me on to the second part of today's episode, Corpse Roads. What are they, I hear you ask? Well, I only recently found out about them. They seem to be a European thing, Netherlands, France, and the UK being key areas. There's a lot in the Lake District. Basically, they are dedicated roads where the dead were transported in their coffins, and the end of the road, a church graveyard. Historically, communities may have lived 10 to 15 miles away from consecrated grounds where the dead could be buried. These dead highways were routes to get the dead from their village or hamlet to their burial space using roads that were far from the community. A lot of corpse roads only exist now as footpaths, going through land that is mostly barren or deserted, which makes sense. Landowners didn't want mourning people or rotting bodies walking through or near their land or establishing a regular right-of-way, so the more remote, the better. But there are tales of mourners having difficulty getting to church in snow or wet conditions, with one account of coffin bearers actually getting stuck in the mud, because the grieving process isn't hard enough. The roads are fraught with superstition and methods of travelling the roads in a correct way. The paths meander through the country, thought to be done purposely, to confuse the dead as they are believed to only travel in straight lines. The roads often cross rivers, possibly due to the belief that spirits can't cross water and therefore can't return home. Another method for keeping the dead from returning was to travel feet first to the churchyard so they couldn't see their home and their route away from it. Also, along some of these routes, there would have been coffin stones or coffin rests for the pallbearers to lay the coffin on an elevated platform, as there was the belief that by placing the coffin on the ground, the dead could wander off. Now, a lot of church gates throughout the UK, particularly in the south, allow the coffin to be rested on top, called lich gates, deriving from the Old English lick, meaning body, Although there is some debate with some saying that these coffin stones or coffin rests actually acted as markers from other parishes to meet up and join the procession, we're just not too sure. Another point to highlight is these roads were so remote due to the belief that coffins sterilised the land, so naturally you wouldn't want these pathways near key agricultural land. However, 
if the route tapped at crossover farmland, farmers would plough a strip of land that was the width sufficient to allow the bearers of the coffin to walk abreast along it. Roads imbued with the tradition of transporting the dead appear in other places. San Francisco, at one point in its history, had 30 cemeteries, and particular roads were quite busy in moving the dead from A to B. But actual corpse roads fell out of use with the advent of hearses, and when common land was closed off due to the Enclosures Act. But the roads still remain, and can be found on maps bearing the names of Bria Road, Burial Road, Coffin Road, Coffin Lane, Lyke or Lich Way, Funeral Road, Procession Way or Corpse Way. Needless to say, the designated routes for the dead are long gone, but the idea of them remains. It might be worth looking to see if your house is on a route from a funeral home or a cemetery. You might be living in the middle of a highway for the dead. Now, what can we do magically with these roads? Well, in terms of working with corpse roads, I'd say they're a great channel of communication with the dead. The fact the roads transported the dead to their final resting place makes them wonderful for psychopomp work. If you wish to do graveyard workings, corpse roads could be a more viable and private option and equally as powerful. Now, being on the crossroads at midnight, that's a very powerful act, as midnight itself is a crossroad. It's the meeting of night and day. And as they are a symbol of travel and journeys, a lot of people work with crossroads around the idea of protection. Spirits could be petitioned, spells could be written down and left at crossroads, which these spirits would then go on to fill and carry out the spell work. With this idea of them being a dumping ground that I mentioned earlier, they also became associated with disease. People often turned to the roads for healing and the prevention of diseases. Now, the ancient Romans, they held a festival called Compitalia, or the Festival of the Crossroads, honouring house spirits called Lars Compitales, who oversaw the crossroads. Taking place January 3rd to the 5th, Small shrines would be erected at the crossroads, and families would feast at them. Honey cakes were given, but an oracle later declared that in order for families to remain healthy and happy, the head of their children had to be offered instead. To avoid the killing of children, heads of poppies and garlic were given instead. I'm thinking elements of this could be incorporated around the energy of a new year as well, as remember this festival took place early January. But like the ancient Romans, let's swap the children for heads of garlic and poppies. Now the Persians, on the other hand, they saw crossroads as a good place to practice divination. And particularly on a Wednesday, you want to approach a crossroads with a question in mind and wait there till you hear something relevant from passers-by. Also, with the heightened spiritual activity at Crossroads, you could go and request blessings and luck. I would be generous with my offerings here. You don't have to sell your soul, unless you fancy it. Don't know about you, but given the current climate, my soul is the only thing I've got left to sell. And I'd also be careful around malicious or trickster types of spirits helping you. To get around this, I would ask for a specific spirit to come to you, call them over a series of nights at midnight and to try strike up a deal. Folklore, ghost stories and tales of the supernatural gather around corpse and crossroads like swirling mists, spiritually active and potent. 
how will you incorporate their energies into your practice? And if you do, just remember, never look back. And that's it for today's show. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or rate the show wherever you've listened or follow me on Instagram. We live in a world of algorithms and these small, tiny things make a huge difference for me and help get the show out there. The Majors Well, it's an independent podcast and it's a one-man show. You can support the show through Patreon, where I have memberships for access to exclusive content. I've got episodes on there about planetary magic, Marie Laveau, Ishtar, as well as guided meditations, rituals I've put together, and more. Alternatively, you can support me on Buy Me A Coffee for one-off donations. Tune in every Wednesday at 5pm UK time for the next episode. But before I go, the poem this week is called The Crossroads by Joshua Mehigan. This is the place it happened. It was here. You might not know it was unless you knew. All day the cars blow past and disappear. This is the place it happened. It was here. Look at the sparkling dust, the oily smear. Look at the highway marker, still askew. This is the place it happened. It was here. You might not know it was, unless you knew. Peace out, witches, and I'll see you at the crossroads. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.